Metallica. Here they come, the kings of metal. This is Michael Wagner, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. I'm Clint Wells. This is episode 150. Kind of a landmark episode. That's a nice number, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I it doesn't it. really feel like a landmark. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a landmark. I mean, we're talking about Echo Brain this We've week. We've worked these three years to talk about <laughs> Echo Brain. <laughs> we felt it a little bit necessary to talk about Echo Brain. I mean, in, in, in recent episodes, you know, we're, you know, you're in the life of Metallica. We're getting to, you know, Jason Newsted leaving the band and all that stuff. So... We thought, why not shed a little light on the Echo Brain? We've been asked about this episode literally since our first few months uh, as a podcast. People wanted us to check the record out, or they've asked if we've liked the record, and I've honestly never heard any of it. I haven't heard any of it until today, uh, importing the record into this session. Okay. I didn't listen through anything. I just kind of just make sure everything was good level-wise, and I was like, okay, not what I expected, and I listened to like maybe 10 seconds of it. So my ears are about as fresh as yours. I'm trying to remember what was going on with me at the time, because, I mean, I was at the height of my Metallica fandom in 2000, definitely devastated that Jason was leaving, really confused about all of that, right. confused about the Playboy interview, which we covered last week, um, confused about James going to rehab, all of that, and I'm sure that it would have been swirling around that Jason mm-hmm. was in a new kick-ass band that was kind of progressive and and psychedelic that what it was like a rock band not heavy metal right exactly. i remember sort of those tinges but i don't remember being able to get my hands on it i don't remember any of my friends having it i don't remember trying to get my hands on it like yeah i don't n- remember a lot of interest either no offense to old newstead but yeah i'm, I'm with you I, I was very uh this is maybe two years three years now after i kind of reignited that fire from metallica that mm-hmm. love because of S and M, so by this point, I'm just like, when's a new Metallica record coming out? Like, yeah. you know, and you know what I think it might have been is like, he, it's not really Jason's band, right? It's not what he would go on to do with his project Newstead, which we're going to check that out too. But yeah. I think it was like finding out that oh, he's just the bass player, he's just a member of. The, it's really there's a different front man. Oh yeah, yeah, he wasn't even the singer; he was just the bass. It player. It wasn't he, like oh, this is all Jason's material, right? And yeah. Jason's singing. I uh, think he uh, contributed, you know, contributed to the writing. Yeah, stuff, I think but he, he didn't produce and wrote mm-hmm. a lot of it. But yeah, he. I mean, he wasn't the singer. I mean, right. uh, the two other dudes in the band, um, uh, Dylan Donkin, <laughs> I like that last name. And Brian Sagrafena, uh, Sagrafina. Dylan Duncan uh, sounds like a wrestling name. It does. Now entering the ring, weighing it at 256 pounds. Dylan Duncan! His intro music is Sabbath true. I don't know why. It is. But that's what it is. In fact, let's just put that in there. And in this corner, weighing 117 pounds, Dylan Duncan! (laughs) 
So these two dudes were kind of like homies with Newstead, uh, would hang out and kind of jam at his house and stuff, and that's kind of the incarnation. We'll hear some interview clips about kind of the incarnation of it. But yeah, Newstead, I mean, these guys were kind of riding together already on their own. And Newstead kind of came in afterwards, and he was a big part of the financial backing yeah. to the project. Yeah. And I want to get into all that because yeah. that's super fascinating. He basically funded Echo mm-hmm. Brain. Yeah. He funded the Newstead project too, and was pretty candid in interviews about how much it cost and yeah. and uh, how much he personally put it at stake for these bands. Right. Um, so we're gonna talk about Echo Brain, the the little bit of history we could find, yeah, and we're gonna listen to their debut record together with some yeah. running commentary. It's my first time hearing it; it's your first time really, right. really paying attention to it. We're not gonna do any housekeeping today, only because I left the emails <laughs> printed out in my studio at HQ two. You did, yeah. We're at HQ one, which we haven't recorded over here in quite no, a while. We haven't been here. It's nice to be here. We've been uh, we've been morning guys lately. Um, we have been doing yeah. a lot of morning sessions. A lot of morning sessions over at HQ2, usually somewhere between the hours of 9 and 11. It's been nice. It's been really nice. I'm already tired right now. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm fighting a cold. Uh, we're, how, how things have changed. We're here at HQ1, the OG HQ. No drinks. No drinks happening. We're just two men, just two sober men talking. Just two, so, just so, two sober naked just men two, talking. Two sober <laughs> naked fellas just talking. <laughs> Isn't it interesting to think back... Because we're we're coming up on three years, as That's you right. all know. By the way, January twelfth is January the party 12th. at the Cobra in East Nashville. Uh, it's weird to think about the first year when we would like try to hack out two episodes in a night and drink the whole time. Yeah, and, you can probably hear it in those and, episodes. Oh yeah, and by hour four or five, we're just slurring our asses off. And sure, it's it just sounds like the old us. The old us. The old My, how us. We've grown. We entered through a portal of maturism. <laughs> Maturism. That's a new word I just made up right now. Well, so a little bit of housekeeping will do. First of all, this did make the news. Um, Metallica, the Black Album, mm-hmm. has now been in the Billboard 200 for 550 non-consecutive weeks. Right. Yeah, and there's only three other records to do that. And and here they are. Dark Side of the Moon, which of course, mas- yeah, undisputed masterpiece. But I found this interesting. The other two are Bob Marley's Legend, Legend, which is his greatest hits. It's the best of, yeah. And Journey's greatest hits. Right, yeah. So it says a lot when you're competing with greatest hits, because think yeah. about it. I mean, what if there was a Metallica greatest hits? What if you could have Sandman next to Puppets, next to One, next to, yeah. you know, Hit the Lights, uh, next to Purify? Exactly, you know? right there, next to Sweet Amber. Uh, I mean, that's a big deal to compete with the greatest hits. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it says a lot about, you know, Dark Side of the Moon and the Black Album that mm-hmm. they have so much strength on their, their own, own merit to compete with those best of awesome. records, you know? And I mean, I'm stoked because it's like two of my top artists of all time. Right. Metallica and Bob Marley, right. you know, um, Oh, I thought you were going to say Metallica and journey and journey journey's number three. I'll be all right without you. <laughs> hey man, I can get down with journey's greatest hits. They're, I don't, they're one of those greatest hits bands for me. I, I don't get tired of those songs. I don't want to hear any deep cuts. I, I just give me the best stuff. I mean, they're not necessary. No, 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 no. Wheel in the sky. Don't stop believing. Lights. The wheel in the, oh, you say I think you said we own the sky. We own the sky. That's not that Donut good, Stop Believing. That's a good Lunar Satan title. We own the sky. Well, I mean the you, debut song is called We Ride the Skies. Maybe it's like the sequel. <laughs> the sequel to the, the first you wrote them and then you realize oh, I could purchase these skies. Right so now, now we, we own them. We own the skies. Well, yeah. yeah, we have the currency of Satan. Yeah. I mean this is possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did notice today when I was reading about this too that uh, the Black Album became the highest-selling album in the Soundscan era right. in 2009, surpassing Shania Twain's Come On Over. Good record, too. Which itself just jam-packed with great hits. Also produced by... Mutt Lang. Right. 
<laughs> I almost what were you going to say? I almost fucked it up and said Bob Rock. Oh, my God. I, having Mutt Lang in my brain and thank thinking God, of like ACDC you know, and stuff. Thank God I'm a musical encyclopedia, dude, because <laughs> you almost said Bob Rock. I almost said Bob Rock. I mean, I, I kind of, you can kind of put them in a, in a good, similar category, I think, because of the yeah, monster I mean, Mutt, rock absolutely. records. Absolutely. Mutt Lang, of course, famous for ACDC, famous for Def Leppard. Yeah. Shania uh, Twain. Yeah, he's done a lot of great shit. Yeah, exactly. So that Come On Over record was a, just a massive, massive hit with so many great songs. Damn, I feel like a, a woman. woman. Whose bed have your boots been under? What? So you think you're Brad Pitt? You're still the one. You're still the one I love. Oh, that ballad's great. To. So good. The only one I love. Two. Still the one I kiss. Good night. Well, now that we've outed ourselves as Shania Twain fans, <laughs> should, which we, just, I'm, should I'm we just proud listen of. to Come On Over tonight instead? I mean, at least I know that record. <laughs> that's true. That's a fun fact for uh, all you listeners out there. Clint and I both know that Shania Twain record better than the Echo Brain record. Well, I mean, it was a global hit, man. It was massive. And I guess we're going to find out real soon what Echo Brain sounds like and what their merits were. I do know that it did pretty well. Like, it was getting some buzz. We've got some clips of Jason talking about how well it's being received yeah. around the world. Of course, his name being attached to it is going to garner eyes and ears and that huge, otherwise might not be there. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't... There's no stats out there, but I, I would imagine that even when they went and played shows, like, probably 95% of the people are there to see Newstead. Well, in one of the clips, uh, he talks about... I don't know if you want to make a marker here, yeah. but... He talks about having to get used to the fact that for 15 years, the crowd was as far as the eye could see. Mm-hmm. Going from that to, he was like, you know, we're playing clubs where sometimes there aren't people there. Yeah. He's like, so the, he was being asked, isn't that a humbling experience? To which Jason doesn't back down from that question. He's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's like, it's cool. I'm hungry for it. I'm ready for it. It's, But it's a new headspace for me, for sure. Right, yeah, exactly. What has Echo Brain brought to you personally as a musician? How has it re-inspired you? Because I know now you're doing things that you didn't do in the past uh, with Metallica. Yeah, and it's absolutely a uh, rebirth. And having young, enthusiastic people around that have never done it before, obviously there's just you know logical things that are going to take place. You guys are excited about something every day that I used to take for granted. Now I'm reappreciating things, um, seeing it through their bright eyes, and that, and that has a lot to do with like feeling real happy and feeling fulfilled. A certain selfish gratification, um, you know, from it. A lot of hard work we've put into this, a lot of time and a lot of money, and now it's uh, something that we're seeing come to fruition. It's I mean it's a real good feeling, you know. It's real different, dude. It's so different. I never did this part of touring from Flotsam, you know, like 200-seat places, to to Metallica. And we didn't go to these places. And so it's the first time for me as well as the first time for these guys, but we are already considerably established. We're known yet unknown, familiar yet unfamiliar. Well, he went from Flotsam and Jetsam to Budokan, Mm -hmm. to Japan. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine that, uh, being in a small band playing 200 cap rooms, and like a year later, you're at Budokan, or... Playing Monsters of Rock. Or right. Well, I remember playing with Griffin House and then doing the Shania Twain gig on the Come On Over tour. Yeah, I mean, that it was w- an incredible experience. That would be me, like playing, you know, to crowds of like ten to twenty people, then all of a sudden playing the Ryman. It, it would be amazing. Well, yeah, would be. It's a shame. Emphasis on that. It's a shame. <laughs> it really. Here's is the shame. deal: if you like the show, go leave us an iTunes review. We're up to four hundred something, which is really great. It's cool. Uh, really thankful for everyone who took the time to do that. Go do it. You're going to hear a commercial for Patreon. All sorts of cool stuff that we give patrons. You'll hear all about it. 
Uh, follow us on all the socials. Yada, 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 yada. Geez, they're there. So let me ask you this. So you've been yeah. watching the... How many Star Wars movies are there now? Are they just I think there's 27. It's like a million. There's like the, well, there's like the there's the the original trilogy. Then they did episode one, two, three. And then we get seven, eight, and nine is coming out this month. The Rise of Skywalker. But there's a Han Solo movie. There's those this are like Mandalorian the shit. I've heard the Mandalorian thing is awesome. So how how many offshoots are there? Well, there there was there's the Mandalorian. There's one the one called Solo. There was um, uh, what's the other one called? I saw it in theaters. Whatever. Um, and you've seen all these? Yes, I've seen all. They're of them. good. I haven't seen the Mandalorian because that's on Disney Plus. I didn't buy that. Right. Yeah. But um, I, I listen. I enjoy all Star Wars stuff except for one, two, and three. I think those are bullshit. And Jar Jar Binks can go fuck off. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks can go get sent to outer space and get destroyed by Lunar Satan. Those movies are unwatchable. They're really bad. They're bad. I thought that maybe the last thirty minutes of Episode Three was like okay, that's okay, that's all right. But I mean, it's a tough thing because. You know, watching those episode four, five, and six when you're young, it was so magical and like new, and the effects back then were so good. And it's tough to watch it as an adult and have that same mindset. It's like trying to write the same kind of songs you wrote when you were 20 years old. Um, I just look, at, I, I try to come into it though with like just a clear mind, like, this is gonna be fun. Like, and I also think to myself, there is no way this is gonna be worse than episode one. And none of them have been. Some people don't like certain ones, but I've liked them all. I like all the new stuff. I feel like done. all the nerds sort of universally love the first three, which I I, I understand are four, five, and six. That's so annoying. It's by actually the way. four, five, six. That's yeah. so fucking annoying. <laughs> Thanks, George. Um, and then I understand that almost everybody hates the prequels because they're unwatchable do, yeah. garbage. Most people do. Yeah. It's the worst acting, the worst dialogue. It's pretty bad. And then these new movies seem well. The the Last Jedi is basically a new hope. It's like I'm hearing all this crap. You know, it, to me, every time they come out, people are super excited about it. Rush to the theater to see it. And then within about a week or two, it's like, well, actually, this isn't as good as episode two or whatever. People start to hate on it. Maybe because they've seen it a couple times. They've had time to digest it, dissect it. I don't know. But I've seen all the new ones they've put out. I've seen twice. And I love them every minute of it. I think okay. they're great. I think they're great. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I had a blast. I would like to see The Mandalorian, but I don't want to pay for Disney+. Plus. I sincerely do not know why we are talking about this. I don't know how it happened. You just asked me. Ah, yada, yada, that's yada, Yoda. Yada, yada, Yoda. Y-O-D-A, Yoda. I got a one-track mind, my friend. All right, go <laughs> join the Patreon if you like hearing us talk about Yoda. And... uh <laughs> We don't have any emails, as we said before, so let's jump right into Echo Brain. Hey, real quick, before oh, we jump okay. into Echo Brain, okay. let me okay. pull you right back out of that pool for a second. Whoopsie-daisy. We got a nice surprise uh, coming up at the end of the episode. Cover of Black and Volume 4 is uh, coming out very soon. It's imminent. We are hoping for a to deliver a beautiful, beautifully wrapped Christmas present to all your listeners out there Ooh. and give you Volume 4. Uh, no guarantees, but that's the hope. Uh, anyways, it's I thought it'd be fun. The new hope. Oh, my gosh. It's a new Mandalorian See, hope. If I bought a DeLorean and I'm a man, does that make me a Mandalorian? Yes. Yes, it um, does. Thank you. So we're going to hear one of your submissions for cover artwork, Black and Volume 4. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, uh, on the end of this episode, tack on a little cover of Dyer's Eve. Mm. I, put, I put a clip of it on socials a few weeks ago, maybe. And if I'm correct in, in remembering that, I do believe quite a few people shit in their pants when they heard it. There were some it's so cool. shitting in their pants, yes. Um, 
But we got some cool, uh, other cool covers uh, up our sleeves. I'm pretty excited about. I'm told that at least ten thousand people shit in their pants. Really? It may have been the bad tacos, or it may have been how good your cover of Dire Disease is. I hang on. I'm I don't be, know. I'm, be, I'm being told that that's it has been fact checked. Okay, and it and was ten thousand. Yes. Wow. wow. Amazing. Amazing. In, in the sound scan era, to to have that fact. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm considering myself blessed to know that. <laughs> you know what's kind of fun about not having like extensive notes or emails in front of us? It, what? Just, it feels like it feels like the early days where we were just spitballing. It feels like the very first time. Feels like the first time. Like a virgin. Podcasting for the Again, very first time. A grown man, two grown men sitting here in the nude, naked, sobbing. Yeah. Partially aroused. Can I say that about you? I'd say I'd say a little more than partially. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's just, that's just me, though. Well, yeah. I mean, here we are. We have to fill up, we have to fill up this time somehow. <laughs> that's true. Let's jump into some Echo Brain stuff. What do you say? Yeah. It's a colder world. It's a colder world. It's a colder world. Sometimes the crowd goes into a coma. You're so great. I know that you'll never. Hey everyone, this is Ethan and Clint. We're here to tell you about supporting the show via Patreon. That's right. Every week, Ethan and I work hard to bring you the best Metallica content possible. If you think the show has value, consider supporting us on a financial level at Patreon. For $5 a month, or the price of two cups of coffee, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. But that's not all. In addition to being able to help sleep at night for supporting your favorite podcast, we've also come up with incentives to say thank you that are exclusively available to patrons. For example, for a pledge of $5 or more, you immediately get free downloads of every cover our world black and ep ticket giveaways for shows like snm2 and slain castle box sets rare vinyl metallica memorabilia like snm2 guitar picks email priority meaning we'll read your email first on the show the chance to ask guests like hailstorm jay weinberg of slipknot and metallica row crew your very own questions and the opportunity to come on the show as a guest for our metal tales bonus episodes in which you can tell us all about any Metallica show you've been to in the past. All this and more for becoming a patron and supporting Metal Up Your Podcast. We couldn't do this show without you, and to everyone on the ride with us, we sincerely thank you. Peace. Adios. Well, now, I have to give Ethan the props on this week because it's been a busy week for me and I've been kind of sick. So Ethan's doing all the echo brain research. So I'm going to be guided. Uh, master, please. <laughs> of course. Tutor, tutor luck, please. I will take guide me. us through the portal okay. that is echo brain. Okay. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, without spending 500 days on this, there's not a lot of stuff really about it because, I mean, Newstead was only there for two years. You didn't spend 500 days. I did not spend 500 days. I specifically asked you to Fuck. devote... A year and a half to this episode, Dang and it. you're telling me you did not do that. A year and a year and a year and a half in the life of Ethan Luck researching Echo Brain. It's a great documentary coming out. Dude, soon. it's like I love imagining you really doing that. Like a year and a half later, your wife left you. Uh, you you have no work. You had to sell your plasma and your semen. I'm living out of HQ4. <laughs> you live in HQ4. I have, I have one guitar left that has two strings on it. He was eating paper. Yeah, but I got the Echo Brain facts, Clint. Um, yeah, there's not a, a lot of 
deep diving into Echo Brain because, let's be honest, I mean, the main spotlight of that band was Newstead, and once he departed in 2002, it was kind of like, uh, do we really want to follow Echo Brain? So here's the here's kind of the deal. Echo Brain was active from 2000 to 2005, and we, as we all know, Newstead left Metallica in January 17, 2001, as plans were being made to go in the studio to do what we now know as St. Anger. Um Give you the list of the members in the band. We talked about Dylan Donkin, of course, earlier. Everyone knows him from his wrestling days. Dylan Donkin! So, yeah, we had Dylan Donkin. We had uh, Brian uh, Sagrafina, Jason Newstead, of course, Chris uh, Sciani, uh, David Borla, Andrew Gomez, and Adam Donkin. Adam Donkin! That's when they became a tag team. <laughs> so Newstead's in the band for two years. There was some stuff I looked up where it said he was in there for the whole time. He was around the whole time. So their discography is the record we're listening to, to tonight. Uh, Echo Brain's self-titled album from 2002. They did an EP called Strange Enjoyment in 2002 as well. And then a, uh, another thing called Glean in 2004, which Jason had writing credit and he produced. All these were on Chop House Records, Jason's label recorded at Jason's studio, all that stuff. So Jason was involved till the, for the whole time of the band. He just didn't tour anymore. And I've seen in several interviews that he talks, you know, he funded the band. Yeah, that's a big part of it, too. I mean, these, and he talks about in some of these interview clips we're going to throw in here that, I mean, they were doing everything pretty DIY. Right. You know, even talks about, you know, doing something, you know, where they're they're packing the van, basically, and throwing everything they can in there to put on a show. Including they want. the PA. Exactly. You know, like 35 shows in May, um, all the A markets, main places to kind of take the music to the people in the spaces that we want to, taking our own sound system and all that kind of thing, completely self-efficient or whatever you call it, self-sufficient or whatever, right in at the time if... Any club, anywhere, at any time, or when Hef calls me up and says you need to come over and play at the Garden, you know, you know, for the chicks that night, you know, for the Playboy party, and we just got we got everything, man. We got it all in the truck. We just drive over there and do the gig. So that's how that's how we're going around the country. Starting in a couple of weeks here, we're taking everything with us. Whoever wants to see us play wherever, we can just drop it and and rock right there. But I kind of like that about instead coming from Metallica and jumping into this. It's like. You know, it's just like going back into the garage and like doing it how you used to, and like you know, let's hack it out like the old days. Well, but now you're more comfortable because <laughs> you've got a shitload of money because you're Jason Newstead. And the confidence of having been in one of the biggest bands, performed in some of the biggest rooms, and, right? And uh, but I was watching it today, kind of getting a little verklempt, mm. um, hearing him talk about like I wanted to get back to what I love about music. He was like, "This yeah. is pure. We sit on the porch and drink beers and play music. With we didn't have any intention of." trying to get a deal, trying to be a big band. Mm -hmm. This was just for us and our buddies. Yeah. And if other people like it, that's great. And it's one thing to hear a guy, see a guy like put a Craigslist ad out. It's like, I just want to jam in my basement for fun, for kicks. Yeah. That's fine. But to see someone like Jason Newstead say that, it's like, right. it was inspiring. It was like, man, what am I doing in my life mm -hmm. musically to get back to that place? And I think yeah. I'm, I think I'm still tapped into that, but... It was kind of a wake-up call. It's, it's like tugging on your on your coat. They're like, hey, remember why you love this stuff. Right, exactly. Don't get too far away from that. Well, and it's really easy, as we both know, I've toured for so long, it's easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. Especially when you start making a good amount of money, you got a lot of fans, things get easier, like more me. comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of money I'm, like me, I'm a lot of fans like me. I'm describing Clint, everybody. Right. 
But, you know, you've got people doing more things for you. You don't have to put in as much effort. You know, you're just kind of steering the ship and writing the songs and performing. So it is easy to lose track of, like, kind of where you came from. It's it's a common tale in those, all sorts of bands. So let's talk about this uh, the Super Bowl party. This is where it all began, right? Yeah. They were... They were at a Super Bowl party at Jason's neighbor's house, yeah. and they were the drummer was jamming a little bit. It was bit. at Jason's house. Oh, Jason's actual house. Yeah, Super Jason's Bowl house. Party. He had some gear set up, drums, you know, basses, guitars, things like that. Um, yeah, and it was a Super Bowl party, and and, and also on uh, on road trip to Baja. Um, <laughs> sorry, this name. Sagrafina. Sagrafina and Dylan Duncan. Uh, they recorded some rough demos, uh, and then when they came home, eventually it, it caught Newstead's attention, um, and then offered help uh, play bass, bass guitar and assist on songwriting. And then in May 2000, they entered the studio to record some demos more professionally. And this is this is interesting right here, having come uh, coming off of Quinny Metallica and a lot of that tension with Hetfield and side projects. Uh, they had help from several musicians, including Newstead's then colleague and Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett. And former Faith No More guitarist Jim Martin, but yeah, I think they it, were just homies. But at this, but at this point, when they did this, this is still in two thousand. So right. he hadn't quit Metallica. Yeah. So he's bringing him in, but there, there was still that tension of like, you, you're going to do this Echo Brain thing, but then he's like bringing Kirk in to play some stuff on. Yeah, because they were just homies. They were, but it's just interesting because of what the dynamic, what was going on with the subject of this side project. Well, I just think I think that was probably earlier in two thousand, and then as we've learned in the last couple of episodes yeah. we've been we've been as our fans have probably noticed we're camping out in this time mm-hmm. 99 2000 yeah 2001 playboy interview jason leaving napster blah 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 uh what we learned is that it all kind of came to a head at the end of 2000 at that classic albums taping right. where james basically pulled him aside and said what is echo brain yeah like what are you going to do you're going to sell shirts is it your band mm-hmm. are you guys going to tour so I just think, I think there was just some ugliness about it, but I don't think there'd ever been that conversation of like, what is it? Right. Because yeah. what happened is they finished this record, and everyone started, everyone dug it. Yeah. And Q Prime wanted to manage them. Yeah. Which, by the way, James put the kibosh on. Yeah, he did. Yes, absolutely. Which is kind of a shitty thing to do. It is. He basically called up Cliff and Peter and said, "You're not going to manage them." Yeah, that's Cliff not. Cliff Peter said, "Yes, sir, Mr. Hetfield." Yes, sir, Jimmy James Jam Hetfield, Senior Junior Esquire. That I've read the transcripts. Yeah. that is exactly what they said. Yeah. you nailed it. I know. Um, and I guess at that classic albums taping, Jason was passing around copies of the record. Yeah. To like Bob Rock, Het. to to uh, Andy Staub, mm-hmm. the engineer. Het didn't like that. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, 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 no. Pop Head, no likey. Pop Head, no likey. Pop Head, say, come here for a minute. Hey, what you doing with all this echo brain? And he said it just like this. Yeah. What you doing with all this echo brain? Daddy don't like it. Not on Pop Head's watch. Daddy doesn't like it at all. Arrangements can be made. And I especially don't like Dylan Tonkin. <laughs> It's cool that Jim Martin's hanging around. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's been homies with the Metallica guys forever. I just got the real thing on vinyl. Yeah, you did. That's God such damn a it, good, I've been listening to it so loud. It's such a good record. My friend Rachel Loy came over to write with me yesterday, and uh, I kind of had it cranked while I was out of the room, and she walked in, and she was like, what is this? I was like, well, we're going to take a minute from writing here, and uh, I'm going to walk you through the... I, yeah. I was like, you've never... She's a bass player. I was like, you never heard Epic? Like, I was like, most of the songs just bass and drums. Dun, dun, 
Yeah. It's alive, afraid. Dude, that's such a good record. It's that and Angel Dust are my two favorite. Those are the two jams for sure. They really are. Yeah, we care a lot's good too. That was technically their previous singer. Yeah, I'm not into that shit. Honestly, I'm really not. That, I know that guy passed away. Yeah, that but, stuff was cool when when they did it live with Mike Patton. He, yeah, Mike Patton has had a thing. Mike with Patton that band. for sure. Yeah, but you know Jim Martin didn't stay in Faith No More very long either. No. He split too. He split too. Yeah, and uh, they're touring again next year, I think. Yeah, I saw that. I think Anya sp- Anya either sent us something or whatever that she's gonna go. Oh, that's awesome. Because I think they're doing uh, Europe. That's great. Did you just say the Europe? They're doing Europe, or did you just say they're touring? Again? I said next year. Okay, but you said Europe. No, I said they're, I think they're touring next year. They're touring Europe next year. They're touring I Europe seen next any, year. I haven't seen any, <laughs> any U.S. dates. All right, we're being silly. So silly. Um, like we said before, Newstead also funded Eckerbrain himself, and he has claimed to go on record saying he lost a great deal of money in the project. You know where I read that he about the Echobrain is I was reading about when he got Voivod back together. Because mm-hmm. he, he was a, Voivod was a band yes. that he was a big fan of that became inactive. And then he, he got to know those dudes, started jamming with them, and they started to put it back together, and he became the bass player. Right. And he funded that, too. Yeah. He's just out there paying people money to record records. Well, it's, uh, I don't know. Part, like, it's, it's probably like a, a passion thing for him. He's like, It's I, exactly I, what it is. I love your band, Voivod. Like, let me come in and jam with you guys. I'll love to play bass. I'll fund this record, and we'll make it happen. What's cool about it DIY that way is <clears throat> you don't have anybody to answer to. Right. It's all in your own terms. There's nobody telling you, oh, we don't hear a single, or mm-hmm. uh, you can't tour these markets, or whatever it is. There's right, just yeah. literally, it's completely free art. Mm-hmm. Um, it does make me feel sad in a way, though. Yeah, I get it. I mean, All these people are really lucky that old Newstead was around and cared about that shit yeah, no to joke. pay for it, because yeah. it takes a lot of money to, to do this stuff. And obviously he'd made some bank. I mean, yeah, for sure. He made, I'm, I'm sure he still gets hefty royalty checks. I'm sure he's made, listen, I'm sure he's made hundreds of dollars. He's at least made hundreds of dollars. If you add up Flotsam and Jetsam and Metallica and Echo Brain and his artwork uh, and his three co writes, he's made hundreds of dollars. And the Chop House Band. Chop House Band. Chop House Studio. Chop House Studios. I heard he just sold his house in Montana and he's selling another house in, in California. So we're talking hundreds and hundreds of dollars for uh, sure. Hundreds. Well, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, even in this market, that's really good. That's really great. <laughs> um, this is an interesting fact about Echo Brain. Uh, in 2002, Echo Brain was sued by Dallas Fort Worth, Texas funk rock band Echo Drain okay. for trademark infringement. The United States District Court in California dismissed the lawsuit in Echo Brain's favor on August 29, 2003, in Echo Drain versus Newstead. <laughs> Echo Drain. Why couldn't it be Echo Drain versus Echo Brain? That'd be way better. That'd be Plus, way better. it's a great. Well, it's probably another thing. Newstead probably had the money to fight this. That's exactly what it is. That's why it's Newstead that versus Echo bastard. Drain. Uh, the court found the Echo Drain uh, mark was um, descriptive and not uh, protectable. There was no likelihood of confusion, even if the band had protectable trade. Wait, wait, dude, dude, dude. Who are we going to see tonight? Echo Drain or Echo Brain? Yeah, which one is it? Crap. I don't know, bro. Yeah, because, you know, one's like a Texas funk rock band. The other one's like a rock band. <laughs> so which one is it? Wait, one of them's got one of the guys from Metallica in it. Crap. I think it's Echo Drain. You, sh- you sure, bro? It, sure. Might it might be Echo Brain. Well, if you think about him, like, he, he like flushed his career down the toilet with Metallica, Echo Drain. <laughs> you know, that's probably his band. <laughs> he just reminded me of that scene with Biff. With fucking old Biff. <laughs> you know the guy who took his life and flushed it completely, completely down, down the, the toilet. toilet. 
McFly. <laughs> My gosh. Um, anyways, it, okay. It's well, Echo Brain, so Echo Drain, Echo Brain were not guilty of. You know what's cyber, sad about that? Cyber squatting. Cyber squatting. That's what I do at home. I do that my all wife the time. Does. That means you're pooping with when you're watching YouTube videos. That's cyber squatting. <laughs> uh, what What's sad about it is Echo Drain. See Echo Brain hit the scene. Oh, Metallica bass player. He got money. Mm. We sue him now. We like him. That's yeah. so lame. No, that happens. I'm sure that happens a ton. I'm glad they lost. Justice is fucking served. Yeah. No. Justice is not lost. The, and justice for Jason happened back in 2003. Jeez. Uh, another little fact here. Echo Brain uh, got to open several shows for Mr. Neil Young. Awesome. And appeared in his film Greendale. Not great. Never saw it. It was like an album and a movie yeah. tied together. I, I'm a big Neil Young fan. I was a big fan of that time, too. Yeah. I don't remember them being in the film, by the way. Um, anyway, I got some notes about you know obviously like you know the tension between Newstead and, and with with Echo Brain and, and Metallica and stuff. We know the story. We, we, you know, when we do maybe more in depth episode on Newstead's actual departure and stuff, we can talk more in depth about that stuff. But like Clint said before, you know, you know, you had James wondering like when was this end? Do you start touring with it? Does he sell shirts? Is this his band? All that stuff. I mean, I think ultimately we all learned that Echo Brain would not affect Metallica whatsoever. It's not going well, I mean, to yeah, get the, in the way. They did, well, now we can know, 15 years later, they didn't, you know, they didn't dominate the world. Yeah. They were only active for five years. They made three albums, one without Jason. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of Echo Brain. So yeah, exactly. That, that James Hetfield, the front man of one of the biggest bands of all time, mm-hmm. was so threatened by it. Uh, it doesn't, it, it looks silly, you know. Looks silly I'm sure now. James would admit that too. Yeah. He admitted as much to once... Once they started getting Phil, honestly, once Phil got involved and once James got sober, a lot of the things that they said about this time it was pretty reasonable. It had a lot of perspective. Yeah. It's a shame that Jason had to go. Right. It's a shame that they couldn't have reached some of those heights together. Got even something as simple as James just saying, "Yeah, whatever, do your side project. I don't care." Or what about James saying, "Man, here's what I'm afraid of," and. You know, I just want to be vulnerable and let you know that it's rubbing me. I'm afraid of this. Yeah. And then Jason can speak to it and say, listen, dude, listen to me, James. And I guess this is part of the problem is because it was so offensive to Jason because Jason's like, I'm the first guy in and the last guy out. Yeah. No one loves this band more than me. Mm -hmm. And you're going to come at me and accuse me of trying to make Metallica less strong? Yeah. Me? Yeah, of all people. So it was almost like a dismissal of Jason. To to even be worried about it, it'd be like... It'd be like your spouse doing everything they could to ensure you that they would never cheat on you. Mm-hmm. And then they go to lunch with one of their buddies and you think they're going to cheat on you. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're like, after everything I've done for you yeah. to prove that I would never betray you in that way, why are you treating me like a piece of shit? Yeah. That, yeah. That's how he was treated. He was treated like yeah. a piece of shit. And all those dudes were in, as we learned from the Playboy interview, were in such a dark headspace back then. Yeah. Barely talking. I'm sure at that point, like we've dealt with in bands of our own, anything would set them off. So all of a sudden, James hearing over and over and over again about this Echo Brain thing and then seeing him passing out CDs at the studio and all this stuff, it's like, hold on, motherfucker. You know, I, 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 I'm not saying it's justified. I'm saying I, I understand because they were right. so lost it, in their minds. It was like the gasket then. blew. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. If they had been in, in sort of normal communication and dialogue, yeah, hearing each other, I mean, that's... That's stuff that takes time to learn. And mm-hmm. if you have arrested development because you you started touring in a rock band when yeah. you were 20 and you don't have those tools, mm-hmm. this is how you get them. You lose relationships. Right, yeah. You know, they were talking about the impetus to really 
do a lot of hard looking at themselves, a la some kind of monster Saint Anger therapy shit. Mm-hmm. Was they were like, wow, what's wrong with us that we were got to a place where someone like Jason would leave a band like Metallica? Yeah, yeah. It's like some people when their spouse leave them, that's their wake up call, right? To change their lives. Yeah, and it, it clearly was from Metallica. I mean, you know, they brought Robin, James got sober, they got old Phil Tal in there zoning it, you know, and I think they're all better human beings because of it. You know, we we miss Jason still, but we also love Rob to death, and we love the Metallica we have now. Yeah, I've I've crossed over. I think I've said it on the show, but I've crossed over into I've made my peace. Mm-hmm. I think it would be weird now if Jason played in Metallica. Rob is the bass player. Yeah, he's been in the band longer than Jason was. Longer than Cliff. I mean. He he's got he's got a different energy than Jason. Mm-hmm. He's got more of the Kirk um, pacifier energy. Yeah, but he's also got the Jason heart. Yeah, he's got the fan friendly sweetness. He totally does, and he's a little less intense. Frankly, mm-hmm. Jason is an intense cat. He's very intense. I, I I even watched one of his videos for his just Newstead project today. Yeah, um, the album titled Metal, right? And I believe his second one was called Heavy Metal. Mm. Two different uh, metals, by the yeah, way. Yeah, two different metals. Yeah, if you're into science, then you know what we're talking yeah, about. I dabble. I dabble. Um, but even in that, I mean, he's like super sweaty yeah. and the other band members are not like he's done so many takes <laughs> of the video like he, they're just sitting at a table and he's just sweating yeah but it, it was like his that intensity it, it was still into that project too. yeah and that was great for the era that he was in metallic i mean yeah watch anything jason was in maybe except for his final performance of fade to black where he just kind of stood there with a beanie on but yeah he looks intense in that he looks intense he looks Broody. like i'm about to quit the band yeah um one last thing, there, there, there's a, uh, I, f- I found, there were not many reviews I could find about the Echo Brain debut. Right. I did find one, it's not one of the best reviews you okay. want to re- have written about your band, but it says there are hooks and riffs aplenty, but they don't mesh with the same sharp edge um, dyna- dynamism as- Dynamism. New- dy- dynamism uh, as Newset's former band, which is, don't bring that up, um, <laughs> and his virtuoso bass chops are wasted. What? Uh, maybe he should see if his old bandmates are willing to take him back. As far as I know, they haven't hired a replacement yet. Ooh. So this is pre-Rob, obviously. That was just, I just picked that one because it was just interesting. And also, I wanted to point out how much I hate when an interviewer, reviewer, they just compare whatever someone's doing now to the old thing. I know it's a natural progression and like everyone's going to try to compare it. Well, new sets in this new band, does it sound like Metallica? That's all right. they want to know. So The fact that this butthole was just like doesn't mesh with the same sharp edge but it is new sets former band yeah i like that he says it that that casually too new sets former band aka metallica have you heard of them oh my god i mean it's almost like anything you do in the shadow of that fucking band especially after that decade yeah you you know you're just almost fucked it's like i mean they uh, cast such a long shadow i mean even to this day i mean Newstead will never not get asked questions about Metallica. Right. He'll never get asked to repeat the same old fucking story about, so what happened with the bass on Justin? Like, people will never stop wanting Jason still. We have a clip of <clears throat> Jason and some of the dudes sort of describing their what their music sounds like, to your point. The, yeah. you know, that it, does it sound like Metallica? What it's, I'm sure that question got so old to them, but Jason says a lot. He's like, you know, the drummer was kind of a jazz background. Mm-hmm. Uh, the front man guy was more of like a Pink Floyd Beatles, cool like 60s, 70s thing. Right. And then, of course, Jason represented the hard rock, heavy metal side. So. Yeah. Echo Brain started full-on jazz guy, 
different, like Beatles, heavily Beatles, Pink Floyd influence kind of guy with the Black Sabbath background, and then, <laughs> and then a metal guy, you know, and all those elements naturally something colorful and really un, what do you call it, non-categorizable. You know, you just can't put it in any kind of category because of those initial elements. But also, our band was started with no in, intent of commercial exposure or like these other bands that started from an ad in the paper. And we're going to make a demo. We're going to go do some shows. We're going to be famous. We're going to be rich and compete with all these other. That wasn't our deal. We played like whatever, acoustic guitar, talking drum on the porch, harmonica, whatever, and always recorded everything. It was just a jam. It was always just a free thing to escape our regular regimented music in bands that we were playing in, rehearsed patterns and crap. This that, uh, completely built with no contrivance and no initial thing that we ever were going to share this with anybody other than our friends or the people that we played at their barbecues or they, and we played for beer or whatever. That's how we still do it. We still play on the porch to this day just doing that. You know, I mean, that, that's where it comes from, and that's what makes this special, is that we're doing it ourselves without the help of any big companies. If we do good and people like it and all that like they are, that's a bonus for us, and we're along for the ride, and it's going to be beautiful. If it doesn't happen, you know, we're still going to play on the porch and still have beers and have fun and be friends. I mean, it's not like we have to um, answer to anybody or meet some quota or something like that for some big record company to say, you guys got to make this or we're going to drop you. Fuck it, man. We can do it without them. We are doing it without them. That's the whole deal. If they want to come and help us later and answer to our contract, power to them, but until that time. But sometimes a question can be hard to answer. What's your music sound like? Especially when you have so many diverse mm-hmm. influences. So I know that you and I, you, you make punk rock sounding stuff. You make reggae stuff. Yeah. You make really beautiful outlaw country stuff. I'm the same way. I'll write Lunar Satan and I'll write some pop shit and I'll yeah. write some country shit and acoustic stuff. And that can be hard, you know, when you yeah. love music and when you have a diverse palette and yeah, it, it's hard it, to get into a little soundbite, which is what you need when you're trying to promote something. Yes, exactly. What you need is a little like, oh, we sound like uh, Led Zeppelin meets Pink Floyd meets uh, your mom. Yeah, exactly. Print that, bitch. <laughs> That's a soundbite. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, exactly. And and you know, guys like you and I that do have a, a very wide range of taste of music, it's hard to just do one thing. Like I can't imagine sitting down and be like, I'm just gonna make reggae records for the rest of my life. I'm just wondering if we're gonna write a song together called Guys Like You and I. Like Echo in the Canyon. That sounds style. really guys like you and I. Guys like you and I, I looking at the sky, sky, wondering why we're naked again. In HQ One. <laughs> guys like you and I <laughs> in the sky, wondering why we're naked again. Guys like you and I looking at the sky. Wondering why we're naked again. Hey, well, <laughs> shit, man. Consider that one another God, one I mean, in the can. God, do we need another we, one bites the fucking dust? Do we need bro. to listen to Newstead now? <laughs> well, I'm excited to listen to this record. Uh, you know, let's go on the journey together. And yeah. as usual, when we do this, we are going to be fair and honest. And it's tough for some of these when we haven't like when we do our um, when we do our um, spoil the big four. The big four. I do believe that. Music and films, and I do things think things deserve time. Yeah. So first takes are not reliable, in my opinion. Right. It, dude, I mean, I can probably imagine the first time I heard Surprise You're Dead by Faith No More, I was weirded out. Yeah. Because that song's really strange. A lot of maniacal laughter yeah. in it. <laughs> now it's my favorite. 
Is that it. and the real thing. Yeah. So things things hit you different and they grow on you. Yeah. That's what was so fun about not having all the music in the world at your fingertips. Right. Is if you, dude, if I saved up the 20 bucks, which would probably take me a month when I was a kid, or a couple of mowing some lawns to buy the real thing on tape, mm-hmm. that's all I had for a minute. Yeah. So what that meant was I'm going to listen to it over and over. And so your first impression, your impressions change, your favorite song changes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times for me, the song that that made me feel the weirdest would become my favorite. Yeah. Because it would stick with you. Well, it's kind of like um, Dawn Patrol being your favorite Magdex song right now. Dawn Patrol is such a fascinating song, dude. It is fascinating. We end our lives as moles. As mole, yes, we do. <laughs> so, having said that, <clears throat> I don't want to be too harsh, or you know, I just got to take it all in. Yeah, we'll take it all in, and you know, uh, we might listen to this again a few more times in the future on our own time and form a completely different opinion. Does I've been it- thinking about it. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our, our time, time? Mister? Yes, Mr. Pascoli, you are right. Um, I'm, do we have the track list up as we roll through this? We will. Um, I can look it up on my fizzle. Ooh, do that. I mean, what's track one? Do we know? Why is it so hard to find information about this stuff? I know. All right, track one is Colder World. Let's see how it goes. Can you turn it up a little bit? Yeah. I think it might get louder here. Oh, yeah. okay. Classic lo-fi intro. It sounds like fastball. I say fastball, and the singer kind of sounds like Josh Homme a little bit right there. Can you turn it up with this a little bit? So not really what you would expect. I'm kind of digging this song. Yeah. It's very 90s. It's like this dude was in a super drag or a super grass. I was going to say this sounds like super drag. Yeah. It's a dry vocal, man. Could you imagine being a massive Newstead cat into Metallica and then you buy the Echo Brain record and you hear this is the first track? You're like, what? I'm sure a lot of people were butthurt. Of course, yeah. But you and I having a good, you know, palette of music in our, in, you know, years and years of playing and writing and stuff I dig this so far dude's got some pipes love those miners it's pretty cool yeah there's some, there's some, it's, it just reminds me of very much of like the 90s power pop, super yeah. drag. Guitar rock. Uh, yeah. Um, Founds of Wayne, stuff like that. Not a surf. Ooh, not a surf, yeah. I'm playing here next month. Where? Guess, guess who's opening? Not me personally, but Lisa Memory uh, at Mercy Lounge. Oh, cool. Yeah. I want to go to that. Yeah. I'll get you half price tickets. Fuck that. <laughs> what? Half price tickets? Better be on that giggity guest list. Oh, here we go. Slide solo. 
pretty cool. It's very cool. I'm already liking this way more than I thought I was going to. I do. I really do like it. Cold world. Jason, 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 news food. Yeah. Well, well, well. Ooh, colder world. All right, colder I, world. I backed that one. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to give that ah, I'm going to give that a 7 out of 10. How's it that's are we doing halves like point? Yeah, sure. I'm I was going to 7.5. I give it a C plus. See, my wife does that. A 7 out of 10 is not a C. No? No. So what? A 5 is an F and then everything below a 5 is an F? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I guess. I mean, What's a three? I, I, I say one or the other. If you, if you give it a number rating or a letter rating, one or the other. I like this too. Yeah, I like the uh, wah, 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 wah. the uh, my God, Univibe. Wah, 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 wah. You know what this kind of sounds like? It's the Verve. Did you ever listen to the Verve? Oh yeah, Urban Hymns. Yeah, that was Richard Ashcroft, right? Richard Ashcroft. Yeah. Yep. His first Solarker was great. Oh, I haven't checked that out. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's awesome. I don't know what I think about the robot vocals here. Not sure about this melody. Very, very much a Mr. Roboto. We, uh... It's got a James Addiction kind of hippie jammy to it. Yeah. Like musically. Right. Jane says. Exactly, bro. My least favorite James Addiction song. I love that song. Possibly one of my least favorite songs of all time. What? It just gets under my skin. Oh, man. Can't hang with it. Sorry. I dig the music of this track. I'm not super into the uh, verse vocal. There we go. Verse two, he opens it up. Much better. I think I'm going to get this record. I'm really surprised by... <laughs> I like it. Dylan Duncan! By the way, this is called The Feeling Is Over. So sad. So sad. Newprint. Really opened up right there. He's got a good voice. Yeah, he's got some pipes. What's this, what, what is this going for on... Uh... Yeah, well, where can you find it? I know it's not on iTunes. Well, I'm looking on... There's, there's some for sale on Discogs. The vinyl? Yeah. About... Oh, shit. That's in France. This, that's you, in France. You want to get one from Estonia? No. There's none for sale in the U.S. I'm going to hit up my boy Jason Newsett and see if he's got a copy. Yeah. I wonder if we could figure out what Kirk played on this. I tried to look it up. I, don't know, it I just... think him and Jim Martin played on the same. I think we'll be able to hear it. I hope so. I maybe, bet we'll... maybe that's Kirk just doing the unified part in the background. Wah, 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 wah. I bet we'll be able to hear it. Nah, 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 nah.
I mean, I, it does. I mean, we've said this a few times already, but it's true. It does sound very late '90s. It very much but so. I like a lot of that music. Oh, agreed. Yeah. So it's I, kind I, of scratching that itch. I will say that there, there is some very stereotypical production of the '90s. Yeah, it's like rock really era. clean and very dry, high pitched snare drums yeah, and stuff like that. This yeah. one, this one is a little better than that. I think there's a little more air to it, a little more ambience. Next up, we got Spoon Fed. I like this. I do too. This is awesome. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to be just be saying that for every song now. Like, yeah, I really like I it. Really wanna, I really like his voice. Newstead in there. Cool. More bass on this than Justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 More bass yeah. than Justice for all. <laughs> I bet my wife would like this. She loves 90s shit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. This would be fun to see live, too. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of want Edgar Brady to get back together. I think if you played this record for somebody who was a general music fan that liked a lot of power pop stuff and didn't tell them anything about Metallica Newstead, I think their minds would be, you know, they, they would, I think they'd dig it. I think they would be, they wouldn't have that preconceived thing of like, oh, well, it, I think it's going to sound heavy like Metallica or whatever. I think this could stand on its own without Newstead's name on it. Well, that's why they called it Echo Brain. That's right. Some Weezer in there. Yeah. Cool chord changes and melody changes. I dig it. It has a slight Lane Staley vibe every yeah. once in a while. Yep. Right there. That's that yeah. harmony. Yeah. And that, yeah. And yeah. That, and that, yeah. Sometimes I miss just a good octave solo. And that's very pumpkins right there. Is that Tool that for sounds a like Sober by Tool. Yeah. Bad, bad. Bad, bad. You think that was Kirk or Jim? I don't know. Maybe. It does sound like it does sound different. Uh, 
I hope that's not Kirk. It kind of sounds like some lead playing I was doing in high school. Yeah. Cool little left turn. Yeah. Ooh, that was nice. I can go ahead after almost three tracks, assure James Hetfield that this would not in any way slow Metallica down or affect Metallica in any way. Right. You guys aren't going to be on the same Monsters of Rock tour. No. It's interesting that the lyric is Strange Enjoyment for All. And then the, they're an EP in the same year. It was called Strange Enjoyment. Oh. Look at you, Detective Luck. <laughs> Inspector Luck. <laughs> pleases me to discover these things. Much as it pleases me to put together clues. I would have loved this if was, uh, when I was a kid, man. Oh, my gosh, yeah. What do you got next here? Adrift is the next track. Oh, man, I'm... I'm so adrift. That's a real 90s. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like an Indigo Girls B B side. It wants to remind me of like It's like a fast version of No Excuses. Yeah. Uh, there's some uh, female front of band rounds of like Letters to Cleo or one of those bands. Or like the uh, the Sundays. Is, them. Oh yeah, I love the Sundays. Yeah. Static and Silence. This is like a mesh between Letters to Cleo and Injustice for All. I agree, hundred percent. Nailed it. Thank you. I hold the clue. <laughs> I am adrift. We end our lives as moles in the dawn patrol. How are you feeling about this song? My least favorite so far. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I, I honestly really like it. And I will definitely be listening to this whole record again. It's my least favorite so far, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. Right. Well, one of them's got to be your least favorite. Yeah. That's how the world works. This is the contender right now. I would agree with that. This is my least favorite of the four yeah. we've heard. That's fine. I will say what really makes a lot of these songs for me are the weird turns in melody. Yeah, and, and weird chord changes. changes. Yeah. Like, it's pretty unconventional. For those of you out there who don't know much about that, this is a pretty unconventional record so far. Yeah. And it's super dynamic. Listen to how light it is now. And I mean, my only real thought... Major seven chords. That's nice. Um, I would love to hear a little more catch my mustard on his vocal. A little yeah. bit of reverb or Same. something. It's Same. pretty dry. Now, maybe this record sounds... And maybe, it may be tucked a little more. Yeah. And this record also may sound fucking badass on vinyl, cranked on your stereo. That's what I want to hear. We're listening now on uh, 8-track. Yeah, we're listening on 8-track right now. In a cat- in an old Cadillac. From yeah. 40s, so... It's, and we actually can't get the 8-track out, so we're listening to side A. Sorry. Right. What is that, a backwards guitar over there? Strings. It's a backwards guitar. Ooh, earlier it's weird. Before it, very Beatlesy. Before it got kind of distorted, it sounded kind of like backwards strings. You're high, bro. You are right. You're so high, dude. 
Look, listen to this little beautiful outro. Makes me want a lot of candle. Maybe I want a lot of candle. Oh, that's beautiful, dude. I mean, that's... For those of you who don't know, Ethan just lovingly lit a candle. I did. It's a really good smelling, smelling candle. It's called a wood-smoked whiskey. I can't smell anything right now on account of my nose is stopped up with mucus. Uh-oh. All right, little psychedelic. Ooh, straight into Ooh. Keep Me Alive. Do you feel kind of foolish like me for not getting hip to this until 2019 <laughs> i do feel like i missed out on it 19 years later we're listening to echo brand and that's a shame you know and that's probably what happened to a lot of people a lot of people probably did not really give it a chance no they probably did they probably heard the first track we're like nope it's not well and even when you you know hear those clips of jason talking about their different influences then i bring them like the metal i don't hear any of that yet and I'm not expecting to hear some big breakdown or anything. Did I say metal? I meant money. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. I must have misspoke. I'm just playing normal bass. Hell yeah. Patatu. Kitaku. Keep me alive. alive. This guy can sing, man. Jeez. Wow, he's going for the Axl Rose, don't cry, longest yeah. note held ever. <laughs> nice one note solo. Yeah. See these weird left turns, these songs? Dave? Yeah. It's like a completely different song. Now it sounds like Chris Cornell. Doesn't he kind of sound like Chris? Black hole sun, <laughs> won't you come? That's not him, that's you. It like doesn't really sound like Chris to me. Sorry, I disagree with you. Just like when, like when Chris sings kind of soft, like... Damn it, I like this record. Clint, what the heck? Well, let's face it, we're Echo Brain fans now. Honestly, I was expecting tonight for me to be like, uh, I get it why Jason left Echo Brain, and I get it why they're not a band anymore. Like, I kind of wish they made more records than they did. Well, we're going to do a part two where we listen to the other two. The strings are really cool in this song. Real college rock right there. Yeah. Back, back. Ooh, you got a little new set lick. I don't cry, but my dog runs away. <laughs> Is that solo again? Yeah. What if that's what Kirk did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, two notes. Little blue note. Sounds like the theme song of the OC. <laughs> oh yeah! From the OC? Oh, not the OC. I was like, that was Phantom Planet. Uh, California, here we come. Uh, Entourage. Entourage. 
that doesn't like that intro. Ooh. A little transition into the next track. It's pretty deep, bro. So deep. Hey, by the way, you're you're a Kirby, Kirby Enthusiasm fan, right? Huge. You know they're doing a, a new season. Oh yeah. I just watched the trailer today. Yeah, I saw it last night. It looks awesome. I don't like how many strings are on this record. I like how much you like how many strings are on this record. By the way, this is side B. <laughs> By the way. Just so you know, we flipped the record. So what happened on the record with that transition? I mean, on vinyl, I guess. This is beautiful, by the way. This is nice. We got a candle burning. We're both naked. Start getting a little sweaty. That's not true. It's winter. It's cold. He has to be singing this in a British. Stone touch the rarity. <laughs> I know how they danced. <laughs> little people of Stone Edge. They bite me in my little penis again. The bees were buzzing in their natural habitats. Ground control to Major Tom. So far, it might be my least favorite now. I'm not really into that melody. There's not much of a melody there. It's kind of Dawn Don Patrol territory. There we go. You can hear a lot of influences in this dude's voice. Jeff Buckley, for sure, right there. Yeah, big time. It's beautiful. Dude, Echo Brain. Once you get past the wind, our lives as moles. That's the only part of the record I have been kind of like, eh, that was, musically it was cool. Man, I'm just like, all these conversations I've had over the years with people, Metallica fans, who just make fun of Echo Brain, like, oh, remember when you did that fucking Echo Brain thing? Guess what, motherfucker? Echo Brain's awesome. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, it's cool. Now we know, and maybe we're turning some of our listeners on to it also. I really hope you guys like it, because we're having a blast right now. It's a shame you can't find it. It's not on iTunes. That's so weird. Is it on Spungify? I don't know. Do you have that on your phone? No. I don't either. Because I'm not a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are a demon. I am a demon. That's a fact. I'm still waiting to hear a part that that would be Kurt. We're like, that's Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we'll know. That's not Kurt. I know. I do know that. The song is called Ghosts. You go. Wow. Yeah, that was nice great. work, Echo Brain. And oh, how the lilting sounds of the Echo Brain. 
whisk us away into a lovely cloud. Look out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking down the street to this song. This is a good walking tempo. Yeah, exactly. Wearing a nice hat. Going to the record store. This is called Sucker Punch. What does this sound like? This sounds like something. Like Talking Heads or something? Yeah, motto I... Huh. What does it sound uh, like? I don't know. What you want you just take and you take it too far. Hell yeah, I like that clean guitar. Double tracked. You can hear it pan left yeah. right. Little wow, down, down. This is a little bit like my friend of misery. So the <laughs> I kind of wish this part was in half times. You know, it's a little. I just picture you and I holding hands, walking down the sidewalk right now. <laughs> We're holding hands just through the park. The boys' day out. You remember that show, Bosom Buddies, with Tom? Oh Hanks? yeah, of course. That was it, his first thing. It's like. The intro to that show, but you and me, instead of running through the park, we're just kind of casually walking. Right. Are you Balky? That was Perfect Strangers. Different show. Damn it. That was a good one, too. Yeah. This might be my favorite one so far. I I'm, love this song. I really like it. I just... It's just the drum beat and the verse I wasn't down with. But it, that's what makes these big open parts so cool. Though. Yeah. It's a pretty short song, I think. Yeah. Well, cool, no, this song is five minutes and 37 seconds. Oh, this must be... Uh... Uh, it must get really freaked out here. Ooh. A little chorusing. A little phaser on there. All along the watchtower. There's them one on down the road. <laughs> yeah. There's a little sauce for you. A little yeah. echo. Crazy how clean that guitar still is. Super compressed. I feel like there should be big guitars here. Like, it's kind of cool that there aren't, though, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? Hey, he's got a mouthful of cookies, eh? Has he? Has he? Damn it. I like Echo Brain. <laughs> I know. What? I do too. Wow. I wish Paul was here. Hey, so for real, are there any for any of the vinyl on sale on Discogs? They all from Europe? The, yeah, there's none that are for sale in the U.S. Well, the cheapest one uh, is from Japan, which, hey, I've ordered a record from Japan on Discogs. Well, look at you. Aren't I cool? Look how cultured I am. Um, let's see. Plus shipping doesn't show what the shipping. Whoa, shipping information. Let's see. Asia, Middle East. It's got to be like twenty bucks or thirty bucks or something. Uh oh, Kirk, Kirk, Kirky. That could be Kirk. I don't know. 
Well, th- I mean, think he's not going to come in here and do a Metallica type solo. He's probably trying to vibe with what they're doing. That's true. I mean, that's true, bro. Whoa, dude! Ooh. The quintessential '90s chord. That that it's rooster. A, it's the F yeah. sharp with the open E and B. Yep. yep. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. A rooster. Come to snuff the rooster. Uh, it looks like it's two thousand five hundred forty yen <laughs> to ship it. That's not a lot. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think a hundred yen is ten bucks. So that's twenty five bucks. You said two hundred. How many yen? It was uh, two thousand five hundred forty. You can buy the CD. I was just in Japan. I should fucking know that. Uh, <clears throat> you can buy the CD for twenty six yeah. bucks. Well, this vinyl it was twenty three to. Sh- that's shipping. Oh, I was correct, right? You were very, very close. Twenty three. You said twenty five, I think, right? Yeah. So two thousand yen is like twenty bucks. So this one with shipping would be I don't go come back it would be like 45 bucks with shipping what sucks about that is I want to be able to listen to it digitally also what if I doubt it comes with a download code what if we have some listeners that have never told anybody how much they love Echo Brain and they're like after this episode they can finally tell everyone because now we've set them free other people like it we've freed them yes we totally have Pleases me to free the echo fans. Uh oh, little swagger, Ooh, little blues. What's this song called? Is this Highway Forty Four? Sounds like Red Mosquito by Pearl Jam. Our listeners have to be so annoyed by all the fucking references we're making. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't like this. I don't either. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like him. It doesn't sound like the rest of the record. There we go. All of these songs sound like two or three different songs. You know what I mean? Smashed yeah. together. Overdosed in your own emotion. Okay, every day. I don't recommend. Every it. day. I don't recommend. It. You have to get your stomach pumped. Okay. According to, I just looked this up on another website. The track listing. Apparently, the last track was Kirk. It's track seven. So you were right. No, I was wrong. Sucker punch. That's the one we heard. Yeah. 
My Dayquil is wearing off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's got a mouth full of cookies. <laughs> yeah, this is going to win the least. Yeah, at least Sarah's favorite. For sure. for sure. But I mean, shit, man. This is this would be the only track skipper so far for me if I had to skip one. But see, this is what I'm saying is with time, I'm telling you, this happened my whole life. Songs like this that I'm like, oh, I clearly don't like this. Right. They find this weird way of becoming, they stick in you somehow. Yeah. It's pretty weird in a good way. It is weird. I mean, this it's kind of reminds me more of like... This is like uh, Butthole Surfers or something. See, I'm... I don't know, I kind of heard like Days of the New or one of those bands. I, I love Days of the really? New. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love their first record. Well, because it sounded like Alice in Chains. That's why I didn't like it. Because it, it just sounded like they heard Alice in Chains unplugged. Like, let's make that record. Right. But I love that record. I know I love that record. I don't like Days of the News record, though. <laughs> Am I making sense here? <laughs> it seems like if you like it... There's a piano in there. Is that Jim Martin on piano? Maybe Jim Martin on the woo-hoos. I'm looking at a track listing that has the 10th track split into two tracks. Do you see that? One's called Crying Shame and one's called The Crazy Song? Yeah. It, it looks like um, there's that. Where is it? I just read it. Uh, yeah. After the track Crazy Shame finishes, there is a 17 seconds of silence after which the crazy song plays. It's a hidden track. wonder if it's crazy. We're going to find out. Well, we're about to hear a song called I Drank You, which I'm assuming is an ode to NyQuil. I think it is, yeah. You take a sip of it, and then you look at it before you fade away, and you go, I drank you. So, according to the... So this is uploaded in full on YouTube. There's a bunch of notes. Uh, ooh, fade in. Yeah, you don't get that a lot. No. Dig it. Um, Jim Martin <laughs> it. was on Spoon Fed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Track three. Yep. It says, uh, yeah, Tele Guitar, Jim, uh, Jim Martin. That's very Lane Staley. Uh, apparently, Jim Martin plays the banjo on the crazy song, too, so we got that to look forward to. Really cool. I feel like every once in a while he tries to sound 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll open up his voice, and it's and not that this isn't this is bad. He kind of does the er thing a little bit. Yeah, I think I feel like he's been doing that a lot on this record. Yeah, but there's other times where he really sings higher and opens up a lot, and I don't know. I, I still dig it. Don't get me wrong. Very 90s strumming pattern. Oh, harp? 
Ooh. Does this say who played a harmonica on this? Let's see. Of course, I closed out the. Some of these songs also feel like little vignettes. Like, they rarely have, like, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus. Yeah, you're right. They. They take weird turns and then they end. Harmonica by Adam Duncan. Little bro to Little Donnie bro. Duncan. Who's the big bro to Dylan Duncan. They should start a Dawkin cover band called Duncan. Yes. And they can play that Nightmare on Street song. Dream Warriors. We're the dream warriors. That song was like a little vignette. Yeah. And now it's, we're ending the song. It's time for crying shame. All right, crying shame. Now, this is a juggernaut. This is six minutes and 42 seconds. We'll have to see what kind of journey well, we I got go confused on at first because on the track list now, I was looking at it on Discogs. It was saying crying shame is 12 minutes. In six seconds, but that's obviously because of the bonus track. Okay. Okay. Okay, we have some ominous sirens. Little Pink Floydy. Okay. Jason, I hear him in there. I'm in. I'm, I'm bobbing my head for real. Same. Guitar tones. That's probably the. Oh, oh. That's probably the heaviest guitar tone on the whole record so far. Yeah, the first couple of songs had some heavy tones. But yeah. Bass sounds good. I love that strong bass vocal. I liked Jason's tone with picks. Oh yeah. I, I always liked it, and I thought it sounded good in Metallica. Agreed. A little delay guitar there. Ooh, going in that falsetto. I love that we both have Paul Moak road cases in our studios. <laughs> we do. Is that is Baby Yoda? Is it Baby Yoda using a talk box? Is this the Mandalorian? <laughs> That's cool. That sounds like Chris Cornell when he does that. Yeah. Diff Buckley. Well, triangle. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, it is. That's a triangle. You look so excited to hear and identify that. I will say one thing this record is severely lacking is some hurdy-gurdy. Uh, well, that's almost every record. Yeah. Most records in history are lacking the hurdy-gurdy. Absolutely. Not a single hurdy-gurdy on Dark Side of the Moon. Believe hey, me. what the fuck? I've checked. Such bullshit. Total bullcrap. So this is kind of a stoner, slow burn, but I like it. I think, and this is still the whole song here. Ethan's just pointing to the sound waves. I am. 
bass solo. That's the, kind of like the tone for uh, King Nothing. Yeah, a little bit. Weird. Right at the top of it, there was a little bit of phaser on it, like, yeah. King, like King Nothing. Yep. See, so yeah, it sounds like Metallica. Triangle. In the right right side of the cans. I think I'm hearing some bongos. You hearing some bongos? Yeah, over here on the left. Shit, man, this is a porch jam. <laughs> dude, they're just they're just getting down, dude. They're like, fuck it, put some bongos on this bitch. Oh yeah, bongos are getting pushed up in the mix. Yeah, now. they are. They're slowly coming up. You know when they're at the chop house mixing this shit, they're like yeah. mixing it live, like hands on faders, and whoever's like at the helm, they're like, hey bro, put a little love on those bongos, man. Yeah. Hey, don't be hey. Don't be shy. Give them the spotlight a little bit. And the guy that puts them up like a half DB and he's like, he looks at, they're standing behind the mixing engineer and he looks at his buddy and he kind of rolls his eyes. He's like, a little more than that, bro. A little more than Come a half on. DB. It makes Santana proud. Ay, 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 ay. This is a weird record. Super weird. I like this song. That's long, but I dig it. We still got... Still got a ways to go in this tune. Yeah. I mean, these are almost like jams. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how they described it when they were writing these songs. Is like, sit on the porch, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, and just writing songs and not really caring what other people think. They have no, you know... They don't have a label breathing down their neck to make sure the songs are this certain way. This is just how they came out. So, which I dig that because it means this it's, record is very it's, organic, it's very pure. Yeah, this is non-GMO, man. Non-GMO it says organic and GMO-free. Oh, you made a food joke. You made a food joke. Cool. That's vegan. Dude, puff, puff, give, bro. <laughs> You're fucking up the rotation. I will say, I, I don't know if I will say this. I wonder. What are you going to say? I wonder if this song would get old after many listens, or would I dig it more? Or would it have to be the right mood, right vibe? Because I could, I, could, I could see having this on the turntable, some incense burning, dim lit, nude, and really <laughs> oh, absolutely. feeling that vibe. Yeah, nudity is absolutely essential. Yeah. To the to have a fully heightened experience. If, to you, the song. if you want the Echo Brain true experience, you need to right. Be step nude. one, yeah. become nude. Take your clothes off, and then step two, burn some incense and enjoy Echo Brain because <laughs> I really like this record. <laughs> on become nude in the in the manual, there's a little asterisk. You go to the very bottom of the page to check out what that asterisk means. It's preferable to become nude if you're wearing a onesie that you can rip off like a. Like like snap pants. Oh yeah, like in, in one go. So you just become nude just immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's in the Echo Brain manual. Okay, so oh, this is cool. This is the end of the record here. This is when the aliens take you back to yeah, Claritar, Klingon. They're taking you to the Lunar Lunar Satan show in space. Hell yeah, they are. The Lunar Satan show is on the seventh moon of Saturn. So Europa. we got the end of the record here. We're about to get some silence into. How are we going to fill the 17 seconds? Should we take a 17 second silence in honor of Echo Brain? Well, we're we're wasting time. Shit. 
So this is like a secret song, which is very hidden, 90s. Yeah, hidden track. Very Yeah, that was super common back then. So this is what it was called, the crazy song? The crazy song. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah, we'll be the judge of that shit. It's a show tune. Welcome to the end of the record. At the WB. Yeah, boss. Okay. Interesting. Not crazy so far. Oh. Cool. Drums sound good. Banjo. Jim Martin. There he is. It's kind of their Beatles song. Yeah, it's Beatlesy. It's like a slow obladi oblada. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, I'm in. Strange. Look at you. It's already got it. You got it in your head, oh, bro. Got it. Now I just want to watch live footage of Echo Brain. I do feel kind of kazoo that, solo. That'd be a kazoo. Yeah, it's kazoo solo. I do feel kind of bummed that I can't just immediately buy this tonight and listen to it. I know. I'm not going to listen to this whole fucking album on YouTube. And I'm probably not going to buy the CD for $25. Can someone just repress the Does vinyl? Anyone can have blackened, the, blackened recordings I wonder if anyone has this? the Echo Brain album out there that... Yeah, if, if somebody ha- out there has it on CD or digitally, why don't you hook some brothers up? Maybe uh, upload to Dropbox for us. We'd love to have it. I mean, I don't want to steal it. I just, we can't buy it. <laughs> A little Mellotron? This is so weird. Yeah, it's... This part just reminds me of like, what I would imagine the chop house would always sound like. Right. It's the chop house theme song. Welcome to the chop house. We'll be playing Jazz Odyssey. Some cool uh, roads happening there. Is that a whirly? There's somewhere. Either. It might be an oboe. Oh, that was the hurdy-gurdy. Oh, crap. Jason's getting down. This is a deep record, man. Very. It's. it's uh, Honestly, it sounds like a rich well. I mean, I, I'm I'm legitimately excited to listen to it again. I mean, and we I, will do that right now. Right now, we're just going to start it over. Um, I got to say, there was only two tracks that one I I didn't hate. It was originally my least favorite. You but didn't like a drift. Adrift, I I like Adrift better than, what was it, uh, Highway 44. Yeah. The bluesy Yeah, I agree thing. with you. 
That one was a little weird, but the rest of it, I dig. Overall, really good record. Really surprisingly good. Um, pleasantly surprised. Pleases us. I had a great time listening to that. What can I say? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I gotta admit, man, um, before I got home about 8.15, I was not dreading listening to this, but I was like, oh my gosh, is this gonna be a bummer? Right. Are we gonna have a bummer of a night and like every song just go... I didn't want to get like... like Slayer fatigue or something where it right. was like, oh god, we're still. Listening I'd rather to listen this. to this than Slayer for sure, hundred percent. I uh, I really enjoyed that, and I hope that you guys listening at home or wherever you're listening, well, enjoyed the, it as well. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear from folks. Uh, you know, our our email address is mail up your podcast show at gmail.com Let us. Were you always a Necco Brain fan? Did you just enjoy it the way we did? Did you hate it? I don't know. I'm curious if you. If you uh, if you like their other records, what's the deal? Maybe you saw them live. Yeah, write in and let us know your Echo Brain story. Um, before we split, I want to say I was on tour last week and I got to see a couple people, and oh, I want to nice. give them shout outs. Chris Kakamisi came to my Vegas show. Okay, and I had a great hang with him before and after the show, and he brought me some gifts. One of which was Saint Anger on cassette, Ooh. which I'm very stoked to have. That's awesome. Um. Kevin Van Dam came to my Colorado show and brought me a bottle of vodka and a bottle of whiskey. Mm, okay, VD. Both both were gone at the end of the evening. Ooh, because he brought him into the green room and just sort of plopped uh, him down. Okay, yeah. And we made our first cocktail before the show. It wasn't then, like blackened whiskey. It wasn't. No, no, no. Okay. It was nice stuff, but it okay. was like a gift, which was really yeah. sweet of him. And then uh, Sasha Middleman came, who I think you've met. Have you met Sasha? No. Oh, you we, did the Metal Tales with we her. We did Metal Tales together. Yeah, I didn't get to meet her in person when I was in Colorado. Well, she now, awesome. she now knows that I'm a nice guy, but she told me that she thought I was a jerk before. Really? Yeah. What, just because, like, based upon the show? I guess I'd read one of her emails, and she and she thought I was being snob, a snobby or snotty Aww. about her. I know. Did you apologize to her? Uh, I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. Uh, we hung out all night. We had a great time. Yeah. We're, like, best friends now. That's amazing. Yeah. She's going to move to Nashville and move in with my family. Oh, wow. Live Incre- in the garage. Incredible. So it's all fine. Well, she can manage all the merch. <laughs> But she was a total sweetheart, and it's always good to see Kevin, and then, of course, Chris, who played bass on the Lunar Satan shit. So, right. Uh, it was a good week of shows, and it was a good week seeing Metal Up Your Podcast family. We love you guys out there. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. It's so cool to to see you all in person. And as usual, there's some Metallica talk, but we mostly talk about life and other stuff, you know? Yeah, maybe Echo Brain next time. Maybe next time it'll be Echo Brain on the table. Uh, before we leave you with uh, my cover of Dire's Eve, uh, a reminder, January 12th is the third anniversary of Metal Up Your Podcast party at the Cobra in East Nashville. Book your flights now, book your bus tickets, uh, have your mom drop you off, book your Airbnbs in East Nashville. It's a mellow time of year. There's not much happening event-wise in Nashville. There's right. no Metallica show, obviously. So Airbnb should be a little cheaper and more available than last time. And we can we can announce that we have, uh, we've been talking to official people at Blackened Whiskey. We have, yes. At and, Sweet, Sweet Amber Distillery. And it's looking like uh, we're going to be working with them next year, and I, it's looking like we're going to try to get them to sponsor the party. Yeah, it's it's looking very, very good. So that's pretty exciting. So we're gonna there's going to be drink specials. We're going to hopefully be able to give away some bottles, and there will be Blackened representation there. So we'll it's get, pretty cool. Like black The Blackened people reached out to us. Yeah, it was, was awesome. really yeah. nice. Yeah, and we ended up meeting a girl named Carrie who works for Blackened and at, at the uh, little party thing we did here uh won't be as cool as ours uh the one we did with trivia at. yeah and she was a sweetheart she gave us some black and t-shirts which will give us away some of those at the party yep we got all sorts of cool stuff to give away at the party for raffles or whatever absolutely i am submitting two things so uh just the other day i went into my attic got down all mailboxes of cds yeah i t- talked to you about this 
um, got rid of almost half of them already. Um, I found another box full, I thought I got rid of these years ago, of VHS tapes. Awesome. Here's two things that I found in there that I will be submitting to the party for raffle. One is on VHS, the two of one video. Awesome. Two versions of the one video. It doesn't have the cover, the sleeve, but still cool. The other one will is S&M on VHS. Awesome. So any uh, VCR nerds out there? Well, submitted for the approval of the Metal Up Podcast Society. I appreciate that. Sir, thank you, sir. <laughs> now, you guys enjoy Ethan's cover of Dyer's Eve. Cover our world blackens coming out, hopefully for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, exclusively available to patrons. That's right. So look, go leave the positive review. We tell you this every week. Why haven't you done it? Come on, honey, please. Go leave the positive review on iTunes. Go check out the Patreon. And uh, I got to get out of here and go to bed because I'm sick. Yeah, you need to get some uh, get some rest and not get me sick. We'll see you guys on the flip flop. Peace. Adios.
without you too Shocked at the world that I see Innocent victim, please rescue me Innocent victim, please rescue me Dear mother, dear father Yeah.